Oridan's Formula by R. R. Winterbotham. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman. The formula was a simple equation, but Caddo had to have it, for knowing its answer meant he would rule the universe. Oridan's Formula by R. R. Winterbotham. Oridan the recluse listened to the threat wireless from the spaceship that was hoving to in the landing orbit around the planetoid Azair. I have a bead on your atmosphere plant, said the snarling voice. One false move and I'll blast it to stardust. Oridan shrugged as he heard the words. One more fool had come to Azair looking for the secret that the recluse of the asteroids was supposed to possess. "'Your threats are unnecessary, stranger,' Oridan replied in the microphone of his radio. "'Everyone is welcome here as long as he behaves. I have ways of dealing with those who don't.' "'I'm warning you,' came the voice again, "'that I will stand for no foolishness. I'll kill you if you try to resist.' Oridan smiled land stranger you need not fear me the hermit arose and went to the galley of the warm little house that seemed to grow from solid rocks of the tiny planet he pressed a button waited a second and then opened a small compartment in the box was a steaming pot of coffee freshly made by oridan's automatic cook outside the transparent shelter the air grew blue from the reflection of landing rockets. Oridan glanced to the leveled surface on which the ship was coming to rest. He saw a turret trained on the little house. Oridan was not afraid. The visitor probably would be interesting. Even a recluse can grow lonesome on a minor planet. A figure emerged from the spaceship. He wore an oxygen helmet, although Oridan plentifully supplied the planetoid with artificial atmosphere from a small plant at the North Pole. The stranger did not believe that Oridan would not resist. Again, Oridan smiled. Deep in the rocks of Azair were guns that could have blasted the visitor a thousand times, had Oridan wished. But there was nothing clever about blowing a foe to pieces. The foe too often was killed before he sensed defeat. Oridan enjoyed an equal battle, or even one against odds. Open up, Cardo snapped, or I'll blow my way in. Open up, open up, I tell you, or I'll burn my way in, demanded the visitor. He's certainly not deceiving me as to his intentions, Oridan decided. The recluse pushed a button on the wall, and a giant gate swung outward, admitting the stranger. The fellow was tall and as muscular as Oridan himself, but the spacesuit and the gaping blaster he held in his hand made the visitor seem much more formidable. Oridan himself was dressed in bell-bottom slacks and a loosely fitting slip-over coat. His beard softened his countenance and made him seem quite gentle, except for a certain gleam in his eyes that seemed to warn that Oridan loved a contest and this would seem to be a deadly contest oridan bowed you are welcome stranger he said 
take off your helmet for the air is pure put aside your gun for i am unarmed and i do not intend to harm you the stranger hesitated uncertainly no tricks oridan he warned tricks oridan laughed tauntingly you are not very confident for a man of your caliber i have heard of you often cato valexis they say you have conquered whole nations single-handed and yet you are afraid of an unarmed hermit i'm not afraid of you cato said in a tone that hinted he was cato removed his helmet and holstered his blaster but oridan noticed that the terrestrial giant did not move the firing button to safe will you have some coffee oridan asked it will refresh you after your long trip and you must have had a long trip for we are in a very sparsely populated part of the sky oridan lifted the pot and poured the brown steaming liquid into a thick metal mug cato waved it aside i have no time do not be alarmed oridan said the patrol will not be near azair for three days oridan sat down his fingers felt under the arm of the chair where a series of buttons controlled other mechanisms in the room cato had relaxed his watchfulness in three days i'll be well toward the other side of the solar system cato said oridan lifted his eyebrows toward the earth you have undertaken something this time yes cato said it's the earth i am after i have all i want of the outlying planets and planetoids you can capture a hundred of them and be no better off than you were at first but if you capture earth you can rule the universe ordin touched one of the buttons a tiny pinhole in the wall of the room seemed to blink there was a blinding flash and the smell of burned leather permeated the place cato gave a cry of alarm and sprang back knocking over his chair he was on his feet holding his blaster in his hand in a second across the top of his helmet was a scorched streak you tried to kill me cato screamed you dirty swine oridan's lips parted in a smile as he looked without fear into the mouth of the trembling weapon don't underestimate yourself cato he said the hot beam was only a warning something to let you know that i could kill you any time i wished even now before you could squeeze the trigger on the weapon i could cause certain things to happen no no you are safe cato i could cause you to die if i wished but you are interesting a dangerous man it would be better accomplished for me to give you a punishment you deserve the fear that shone in cato's eyes faded away for a moment he watched oridan then he laughed so it's that kind of game is it i can play it too your threats do not frighten me nor am i afraid of your hot beam look cato thrust his arm toward the path of the beam there was a puff of smoke as the tremendous heat vaporized particles of dust on the leather sleeves then nothing happened i have a neutralizing force powered with a small battery in my clothing cato said foolishly i did not have it turned on a moment ago but you can't hurt me now oridan shrugged i am still not afraid of you cato if you had come here to loot you would have killed me long ago 
but what you want is something you cannot gain by killing me what is it you are going to give me the secret that will make me the master of the earth and the master of the universe Cato announced Oridan poured himself a mug of coffee I knew you did not want gold although Azair is filthy with the stuff he said but what secret have I that's so powerful the discovery Cato said I have many Oridan blinked toward the wall and the pinhole of light blinked out I want the secret of the universe Cato spoke tensely come don't be so melodramatic Oridan chided the universe is full of secrets you're stalling you know what I mean I think I do Oridan agreed my erratic experiments have revealed a certain mathematical function J which theoretically opens the door to action without probability is that what you want Cato the value of J the mathematical bombsite Cato said it removes probability and makes certainty of everything with my calculations based on certainty I'll be fate itself I can conquer the world chain the universe and govern creation Oridan laughed quietly Alexander Caesar Napoleon Genghis Khan and Hitler spoke those words and they were willing to bargain with the devil himself to make them come true he said I suppose I am the devil for I know the answer and I can tell you the answer for a price you'll give it to me for nothing Cato patted the blaster now in the holster at his side is that your only offer Oridan asked still wearing an amused half smile it is Oridan rose and moved toward the safe under two clocks on the wall across the room one of these clocks gave the terrestrial days hours and minutes according to general meridian time the other registered the four-hour rotation of azair wait Cato halted oridan no tricks give me the combination and i'll open it oridan turned to the space pirate the safe is unlocked the formula is inside Cato's eyes betrayed his suspicion the most valuable secret in the world is in an unlocked safe warily Cato stepped forward he hesitated wondering if even his neutralizing force was enough to protect him there's no danger go ahead help yourself Oridan urged Cato was desperate he touched the handle of the door it was unlocked he flung it open inside the safe was a single sheet of white paper Cato seized it eagerly his eyes widened in amazement as he read the certainty of success in any course of operations expressed in mathematical terms represents the sum of all factors beginning at the starting point which must be described as real zero and ending with the objective also reduced to a real numerical value the constant of certainty j can be the determining factor which leads an operation from the beginning to the objective Cato read the paper and reread it again and again is this all of it he asked turning to Oridan every bit Oridan replied the formula is simple like the one to determine the sum of an arithmetical progression the first number of the progression 
plus the last number multiplied by the number of terms in the progression and divided by two in your case the progression lies between what you have and what you want the certainty of getting it is the sum of all the factors Caddo sat down in a chair at the desk he seemed to forget his suspicions of Oridan, who had placed a stack of paper beside him Caddo was engrossed in the formula and Caddo as a mathematician knew that everything in the world could be expressed in figures what would Napoleon or Hitler have given for this formula the beginning is zero Caddo spoke aloud which is different from a mathematical zero Oridan said I might say that zero like absolute vacuum never occurs even if we have two apples and eat two of them the atoms of the apples continue to exist in the formula you have a small fraction instead of zero it serves the same purpose if you multiply a number X by zero the answer is zero multiplying a fraction approaching zero point oh 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 one by another number and that number approaches zero too if that number is a fraction it will be even closer to zero than our real zero in fact we are dealing with trans zero numbers just like the trans finite numbers discovered by Gregor Cantor yes yes Caddo said eagerly he picked up a pencil he scribbled furiously his objective was all the power in the world expressed in ergs all the gold in the world expressed in dollars all of the land expressed in acres the people in individuals Oridan moved softly behind him a multiple calculator made its appearance in the room paper flew from under Caddo's pencil sweat poured from his space browned face the two clocks on the wall recorded the turning of the earth and the planetoid Azair Caddo forgot about Oridan. He forgot about everything except the figures that revolved in his brain. Oridan moved out into the warm, artificial atmosphere of his planetoid. He was a recluse again. He was alone. A momentary contact with the greed and avarice of the human race had been wiped away. Far out in space was a glow of rockets. A ship was going to land. It seemed only a short time since Caddo had landed, but that was three terrestrial days ago. This was the patrol. I've a prisoner for you, Oridan informed the captain. It's Caddo. Caddo? He's the number one universal enemy. Man, you'll grow rich with the rewards offered on nine planets for his capture. You can have the reward, Oridan said take him away he's a nuisance they found Caddo in the lounge of Oridan's house chewing on a book of logarithms his mind was gone he could only babble figures his fingers twitched with cramps from writing with the pencil and punching the keys of the calculating machine every spark of vitality had been taken from his body the batteries of his force armor had been burned out what's the matter with him the captain asked he wanted too much Oridan replied 
I gave him a simple little formula for success, but the formula ceases to be simple as the definition for success grows more demanding. Had he sought perfection, Caddo would have seen that even this was unrecognizable, although the certainty is only halfway to infinity. Sorry, Mr. Orden, but I'm not a mathematician, the captain said. There's nothing difficult in the formula. It proves that certainty is unrecognizable. You'll have to admit that a goal, to be reached, has to follow a path, and that path is determined by two points. The beginning is one, and the second one makes the ultimate objective certain. Therefore, the second point is certainty. But certainty is unrecognizable. Oridan brought forth his formula and allowed the captain to read it. The patrol officer blinked his eyes and scratched his head. Oridan wrote his formula out. J is certainty, A our starting point, and 1 is unity or perfection, Oridan explained. Our starting point is close to zero, but not zero. But for convenience, we'll say that it's a fraction so close that we can call it zero. Then certainty, J, is one half of infinity, which you'll have to agree does not approach infinity, and may well be within the realm of human comprehension, although we will not recognize perfection because we do not know what the number is halfway to infinity. Caddo overlooked the fact that he went further and further into the trans-infinity with each number he added to his equation. For there are an infinity of numbers between any two whole numbers, and any two fractions, and their sum is always infinity. The patrol captain already was muttering to himself, and Oridan hurried him out of the house and into the patrol ship with his prisoner. After the spacecraft had gone, Oridan returned to his living quarters and replaced his formula in the locked safe. He cleaned the litter made by Caddo and sat down. Once again, Oridan was a recluse, and he would remain so until someone else had a dream of conquering the universe. The End of Oridan's Formula by R. R. Winterbotham <laughs>